I'm hitting record now. Okay. Yellow leather, <clears throat> red leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Please insert card. What is that, your ATM voice? Uh-huh. Oh, that's a different voice, actually. ATM voice is different. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that's, a, mm, that's a little more slurry and a little more like, mm. A little more reluctant, yeah. Any, anyway, <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to clap. Okay. Do you want to count three, the two, clap? Four, three, two, one. That was awful. That was Four, awful. Four, three, two, one. Not much what better. Is, what in the caucasity is going on? Sorry, in this day? sorry. I'm not really paying attention. That's what's going on. <laughs> All right. Four, three, two, one. Well, I wanted to start off with this lovely text exchange, which you uh, gave a preview to uh, some of the listeners to, that I get at mm, 12.01 on a Saturday, or it's a Sunday morning, a Saturday evening, Sunday morning, wherein I, as an old, where Saturdays are my Tuesdays or Wednesdays, go, I'm winding down. The timer on my light in the living room is, you know, minutes away from going, okay, auto-click off, time to go to Betty Bye. I get a text that says, Sushi Nakazawa, greater than symbol, uh, what's it called? Thing? Late show at the cellar. Yeah. And I went, so that's greater than. And then I was like, I think this is more of a like thing. Uh, more of an arrow, less than like, a greater than symbol. Yeah, less of a carrot, more of an arrow. Um, either way, I was still um, confused. Um, so... Hold on, now I have to look at it, and I, I'm confused. Um, what the fuck? Oh, okay. So I was slightly confused, and then had to ask, like, wh- what? What is this? Um, and then, night I want to have, submitting for the record, and I go, what <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm the fucking record keeper of Brooklyn, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're my stenographer. Um, you're my Brooklyn stenographer. I need to send you n- thoughts that I need to keep for posterity. There's an app for that. It's called the notes app and then you go into it and then things just get buried in the notes app like every normal human where you're going through and you're like, what the fuck was that? Oops. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I put it there, it's going to get mixed up with a grocery list or some other to do and I'll never find it again. We don't need to get into the fact that you, you shop with a grocery list, you fucking loser. Jesus Christ. Nerd. Um, so then I asked what spurred this revela- revelation, then a totality of tiny moments and I'm like, ain't nobody here for that. Or watching YouTube videos and old episodes of Louie. And I go, oh, okay. It all starting to make sense right now. Okie dokie. Um, and then I get a shitty, like, biggie thing referencing Chuck Webster, of all fucking people, and Arya Dean. I'm like, okay, no. No. First of all, I was just cares? trying to think of names that worked with the rhyme, you know? Chuck Webster? Did he, does he make the... I mean, is... Freight and volume still pumping those out? I don't know. It was the same amount of syllables. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 
it was a choice it was a choice of a thing that i then had to have like mental like that's so raven like flashbacks of like pictures in my head and i was like oh god those that why is that that's taken up a lot of ram and then are you i was like i don't know there's probably an art format that i saw i don't know what the fuck those are so performance sculptures yeah i don't know it wasn't really about the type of art again it was just about the mouth sounds you know to make it fit with the rap lyric that was the but idea. you're talking yeah but you're talking you're sending text to like you know fucking like exhibition rain man going huh <laughs> and then the images just come flooding in when all i want to do at that hour is just not think and then i had to think and then I was going to do a, a you know, tete-a-tete and was like, do I really want a tete-a-tete with a drunk person right now as a sober person on a Saturday night? No, thank you. Wag of the finger. Yeah, well, that was your loss, man. I don't know what you're doing sober on a Saturday night, but I was sure having a good time. You usually Some don't ignore the... me on text messages, so I, I even had the sense myself to back off after a certain amount of time. But I did feel dejected. If you wanted to make me feel bad, you succeeded. I didn't want to encourage it. I didn't yeah. want to encourage the behavior at that hour. I was like, I, I'm i trying to watch like, you know, 15 minute long YouTube videos about the stupidest shit in the world. So like, I'm like on that track. Someone has to watch the compilation of saddest moments in, in Zelda games from 1991 to 2020 or whatever, you know. Wow. You were, you were having a good cry over some Zelda cutscenes? No, I was just, I was more, no, I was like, what do they think is sad? Because all of this is melodrama my friends no yeah so like what people think of as sad i'm like huh huh all right human will doesn't connect robot will stays engaged and it's like no these nerds that does not compute do you want to rephrase and try again (laughs) yeah yeah oh yeah well you pretty much summarized what i've been up to so what are we going to talk about this episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know that's just the for 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 the reader at home just like you know this is this is the level of brain space that anyone is operating on at any given time mm-hmm. we're we're just over uh, here watching youtube videos and sending them back and forth sending random thoughts back and forth yeah I, once i got no response from vanilla ice still live the chris rock thing i was like oh okay well i thought that was funny but yeah i didn't really i couldn't come up with a with a witty retort so I, I know it was it was a dust. funny one that was just like also a wall. There yes. was no yes ending. That no, was a that wasn't. was a yes, this. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, well, part of internet deep dive is that you know, like for some reason, a picture of Andrew WK now, like in the present moment, came across my bow, and now he's like a model, and it's weird and it freaks me out. Well, he was never necessarily bad looking. I mean, I feel like he was a progenitor of dad bod before that really had a name. No, no, no. He's, like, hot. Really? He's got to be in his 50s now, no? No. Oh, wow. He's also too pasty to actually... Will just showed me an image on the screen. Did he get plastic surgery? He almost looks a little... when you lose all the excess fat from drinking, like, PBR, your bone structure comes out. Wow. So he's got, like, a square jaw and, like, chiseled cheeks and, you know, gutters. So Hmm. I'm here for it. Um... How never did that I'd just get to that randomly point, but, come you know. up? You know? What? How did the algorithm surface Andrew WK for you? If I knew. Were they like. If I wanted to know. Yeah. Apparently, who's Kat Dennings? Who's this person? Kat, is this a person that I Kat know? Dennings is an actress with Mondo Tetes. That is what I know about Kat Dennings. Okay, well, apparently they're the item, so she posted this, like, half naked picture of him. Oh, really? And then that broke the internet for, you know, 
middling celebrity people, and then it gets shuffled onto my feed of trash. Yeah, truly two, I don't know, C-listers. You know, usually it's like A-list and D-list is what people talk about, but I would put Andrew W.K. and Kat Dennings as like a B-minus. They're in a very weird category of celebrity. Kat Dennings isn't that person on on the Wanda, like the the agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on the WandaVision. She's in the Thor movies. Yes. That's no. that's mostly where Cat Denny's that's, famous. That's that to go back to Chuggy, that's Chuggy famous. Like people like moms at home who have CBS know who that is. Yes, that's because they watch two broke girls or whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep, I'm with you. That's that's that level of famous where we're like, what? You're I don't know you. Yeah, like probably more people in the population in sheer numbers know who Kat Dennings is than not, but they're all people like in the middle of the country, you know, that I was going to say if, Miami. In, in this particular zip code, no one knows. Yeah. 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 They'd be like, what? Very huh? chuggy. Very chuggy. Yeah. Um, well, I was, I was going to think I, I had a tangent there. Well, I was asking you, why come did Andrew WK surface on your algorithm? And you just really have no idea. I mean, were you partying hard? Like, what were you searching that could have been possibly related to Kat Dennings or Andrew W.K.? You know, there had to be some way. No, the algorithm was just like, here's a shirtless man for you while you're scrolling the Explore page amongst other ones. This one happens to be straight, and the other ones mm, are gay for pay. But, like, here you go. Have one. Is Andrew W.K. straight? Do we know that for sure? Yeah. I mean, he seems like he could be bi or you know by curious i don't know he's not by now gay later that's not no that, i don't i don't think that's a thing for him oh okay is that offensive to say is that by erasure i think a lot of things are by erasure i think they get the short end of the stick literally and figuratively i mean i hope they wouldn't if they well they probably want the short end of the stick if they're questioning they don't want to you know dive in the deep end that's true yeah you, you got to start gotta, slow yeah you got to like you know doggy paddle before you learn to like whatever this is <laughs> breaststroke sure <laughs> I, don't I don't know fuck if i know <laughs> um we really should do this with a video component you've been really into gesturing lately i and not describing it's a lot of this because i can't use my words i'm out of words i've used a lot of words today i've talked to too many people and i've i've run out of things to say with my mouth so now I have to use the hands. Mm, uh-huh. So it's going to be one of those episodes where you've talked too much, so you're out of things to say, and I haven't talked to anybody at all, so I'm in a weird zone, too. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I I do. I, I had some things. Oh, God. See, this is the problem of having, like, drive time to be like, oh, what am I going to, what, what are we going to talk about? But when I think about it, and it's that's already a mode of, like, processing talking about it, is yeah. thinking about it and going, okay, it's out. Yep. It's in the inbox, and then it immediately goes to the outbox when I say, I should talk about this. This is a thing to talk about, and then right. it's gone. And it's gone, I know. You can't prepare. You can't prepare. At any time I it's try to get so myself psych- psyched up with topics, the same thing happens. It just leaves your head. It's it's incredibly sad. Like It ju- it does make me quite like irritated. I mean, I did... Hold on. There is a very funny tweet of fake Dr. Phil. Fellas, don't let those $10 sundresses co- cost you thousands of dollars in child support this summer. Stay strong. Thought that was funny. Um, Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. Very chuggy joke. Very hack. Very basic. It is very hack. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I think we're kind of... I, th- You know, everyone is... I keep thinking like people are assuming that this is going to be like you know uh girls gone wild wet hot american 
summer but i honestly think it's just going to be so middle brow that like you know like in the um the, the new york magazine grid uh-huh the approval matrix we're i think the next four months are going to be solidly middle brow people are just going to be like i love drinking miller light at a cookout which is summer all the time anyway yeah but it'll be like extra that uh yeah i, I feel like people are going to savor that kind of middle brow um type of entertainment because we haven't had it you know that's an obvious point but you know it'll yeah, be a, it'll like, be a little heightened in its in its midness yeah like I, it's not because you know we wasted our wop on last year so like what the what do we got now nothing yeah nothing i don't know man i i i know what you mean there's some weird sort of there's a weird feeling in the air for me like everything feels like a lot is happening but there's a weird stasis at the same time you know with the reopening like you could think about this politically you could think about it a number of ways but it's all um a lot of shit's going down but nothing feels like it's getting accomplished do you know what i mean stasis is ruling the ruling the world at the moment i think yeah or things feel very repetitive like you know i don't want to talk about it necessarily but like israel and palestine are popping off again yeah is it 1995 again i feel like it's 1995 exactly it feels like the early 2000s or something we're recapitulating a lot of stuff and there's still no uh, advancement. There's no solutions. There's no uh, interesting new ideas. There's no freshness in the air. It's going to be the summer of stasis, I think. That's what I mean. Like, it's stasis, middle, it's middling. Not even middle, bro. Middling. It's worse. Because, like, they're doing a Friends reunion show on HBO. Oh, no, really? And I'm like, why? What? It, what is the point? Like, so everyone rewatched all this... Sh- everyone not i no one who cares just very bored uh you know cpas are just like yeah i love friends and you're like what the fuck that was in the who cares i know we need to move on you know like yes we know like in essence friends and seinfeld killed the sitcom yeah i don't know if that's that 90s like uh was it must see tv was that the nbc thing i think so yeah that shot like that shot you know the three camera comedy in in the foot well it it was was always trying to recapture the magic of those things that got all the ratings and the you know advertising money and then it was just like diminishing returns until you have these shitty things on cbs like your your big bangs and fuckery like that that you know everyone's mom loves right but no one i don't know no one who's under the age of 55 watches because no one cares but now we have as long as it's on hbo go we're fine with it yeah, I think that just has a lot to do with the the transition in platforms, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't the death knell of anything, it was the pinnacle of something. The three camera sitcom in the late 90s. You know, and then we kind of moved on. Like I've been thinking about this a little bit cuz I have been rewatching Louie. And did you realize Louie came out in 2010? Like I didn't realize yeah, that, that show was already a decade old. Yeah, because they were shooting all the time in New York, in the streets, literally all the time. Yeah, well, and I... Haddad trucks for days, you know? And I had forgotten that that was on FX at a time when there was no streaming, when Netflix was still primarily just DVDs, or it was like the very early days of streaming. Like, you had to watch that show... No one had internet fast enough for streaming at that point. No, you had to watch that show as it aired. I feel like that was one of the last ones that was like that. So anyway, all I'm getting yeah. at with that is just that I think that uh, you're right. As things 
transition platforms to streaming, I guess we're just fine with middle brow schlock as long as it's on our preferred platform. Yes. I, unfortunately, that's the kind of thing where it's just like the platform becomes your arbiter of taste. Where it's like, you know, it's, I'm not watching this on NBC. I'm, I'm, I'm not watching Friends on NBC. I'm watching it on HBO. Like, people are like, oh my god, The Nanny. It's on HBO. I'm like, it's also on every cable network, but we don't... Oh, you don't have cable because you're like, oh my god, I'm not paying for cable. Guess what? 16 different services. You're paying for cable unbundled. Yeah, and you more. are. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of level of psychosis where you can get into the mindset of, like, the Coke and Pepsi... Uh, socioeconomic strata of taste thing of signifiers which is interesting but also terribly boring i'm not familiar with this but let me guess is coke a more elevated signifier and pepsi is a lower class one it's got the heritage of course right it had cocaine in it of course it's gonna be you know pinkies up pepsi who the fuck is pepsi pepsi was always the the like scrappy underdog so it was always a little more blue collar coke was always like mm, coke we have money and you're like you're drinking diet coke ca- diet caffeine free diet coke that's gross yeah we in are the in gold the... can right. disgusting oh god the gold can yeah uh but we are in the same territory now with tv i i understand exactly what you're saying now that like people watch the nanny on hbo max and they suddenly think that makes it into coca-cola when it didn't improve the quality of the product in any way it's still no. just as trashy and terrible as it's ever been but now you love it yeah well now you're just like oh i because remember when like hbo go was like oh you had to no one no one paid for that shit that was just like oh your parents have hbo go can we have the password they're not yeah gonna everybody it. had a parent's password yeah, yeah n- no one paid for that but now you have hbo max and it's like 10 bucks of so people are like oh okay all right give me give me give me um so like even that like glint of exclusivity is gone because then you don't have a rich friend's parents thing. Yeah. Because Hulu and Netflix are trash. That's just like candy for babies, candy for children, right? <laughs> right. Um, no one's paying for Paramount Plus because fuck Viacom, right? Right. Um, what's give me some like CBS if you have the Criterion access. channel, you oh, yeah. have your head up your ass, and I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> You watch one movie a month. Right. I don't know. So you can lord over that you saw like fucking, uh, what's one of those samurai movies that's like a Kurosawa. You saw a Kurosawa and you're like, I'm really into it. How many did you see? It was 20 minutes in between texts while I was trying to hook up with someone on Bumble. Like, fuck off. Like, you're not watching shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ran was on in the background while you were swiping through Tinder. Yes. It's like very, (laughs) like... And if you have, like, I don't know, one of the lowbrow ones where it's like, I don't know, I'm, I'm trash, so I'm like, give me the free game show channel. Like, mm-hmm. like is this the kind of thing where we have to go lo-fi for taste again? For I don't television? know. I, I think it's more just like none of, none of these platforms, regardless of how low or high culture they are perceived, have any incentive at all to make anything new. They just mine data that, that uh, coalesces into people's preferred options based on what already exists right so there's no way for them to make anything new because it's cheaper and more efficient to just make things based on what they know that you already like because what are you doing with like you're not writing insane residue checks no you know, well, and no better one's yet, getting you, paid again. Better yet, you don't have to hire real writers with creative ability. You can just hire old school Hollywood hacks or 
young poor people to uh, pen your friends reboot, you know, rather than have to listen to a pitch and actually develop an idea and perhaps run a pilot that doesn't succeed. You know, there's not there's no pilot season anymore. They don't waste their time on this. Oddly, this is the subject of that show Hacks that's on HBO Go, where like a young poor comedy writer has to write jokes for a hacky Vegas person. There you go. Or that's option two. You just go completely meta with the the situation, and you don't. You also don't have to have an idea. Apparently, that was in development for like five years. So I'm like, oh, these are people who went through it and were like, can we make a show about the terribleness of this? I'm like, okay, that might be fun, but for like, you know, that's a little more bookish. Yeah, I mean, that might be fun for people that are in the industry, but it's probably not even fun for them because they don't want to see their their miserable lives like reflected in a TV show. Just in the same sense that like every movie representation of the art world is totally unflattering, not because the art world is actually unflattering, but because nobody ever gets it right. It's like not interesting to watch Art School Confidential or like Velvet Buzzsaw. You know, (laughs) these are not like, yeah, what critic is ripped with a six pack and sitting in their fucking sarn an egg chair naked going through a catalog first of all jerry salt no i said ripped attractive (laughs) rich sorry i missed that part none of the (laughs) i could be wrong jerry could be like fucking like fit as a fit as a fiddle and i would probably vomit if i saw him without a shirt but have you seen the stupid little like someone made him a figure with a giant big gulp um yes i think so i mean i've seen a jerry salt's action figure before i don't know if i've seen the the big skull uh big gulp version yeah he's got an action figure and it comes with the stupid coffee so he's oh, been man. taking it to little exhibitions and putting it and staging it oh, Jesus and it Christ. makes me it makes me like i want to like you know go out on a day where like you know i you know I th- what what days do they go out like thursdays fridays i don't usually know thursdays that. yeah like i just want to be out and about one day and just see him with it and just kick it just like fuck you (laughs) i don't know i feel like jerry saltz is kind of having a renaissance it seems like people like him again now for some reason no i know (laughs) it seems like he's more accepted than he's ever been i don't know say what you want about the man he's done he's done well at preserving a following somehow he was just really annoying during the trump era i think well on twitter he just posts pictures of things at the met and it was like you know bronzino nft and you're like that's not how that works, Jerry. <laughs> also, you know what you're doing, and this is stupid. Like, yeah, it's at stupid. least it's not tits. Like, it's at least it's not just like alpha channeling. Just like, oh look, it's people fucking. I'm posting it. But he know. really embraces his own cringe. That's kind of his thing. Is like he understands how um, unfunny he is. So he does he does those on the nose sort of dad jokes, and everyone giggles at him. You know. He plays yeah, up I, the clownishness I, well. He does a good job of it. You can't you can't fault him for that. And maybe that's kind of what like even going back to the TV thing and the like the idea that everyone is very comfortable. Like maybe this is like the worst thing that has happened because of pandemic. Everyone's really comfortable like waving their cringe flag. It's not even a freak flag. It's not a freak flag. No, no, no. It's a cringe flag of like I'm into this weird niche, stupid middle brow thing, and ev- everyone should love it. And you're like, no, 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 no. You keep that to yourself. Mm-mm. no that's a bad take because you have a take on something that doesn't deserve a take so you should just keep that quiet and inside okay yeah well the part the the thing is it's neither weird nor niche it's simply middle brow and you're an enthusiast of it you know we all we all have fallen into this trap i know that i certainly have i mean as people know i have an entire dvd box set of gilmore girls 
Do I know where it is? No. Am I going to watch them? No. Will I say that I have it for novelty? Of course. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, I can tell you a, 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 you know, a thing and bring up a joke and mean it earnestly. It's mostly out of a little bit of, a lot of bit of irony of why do I know this? This is trash. Right. Th- that's different. That's going, this is, cr- meh, I guess that is a kind of it ownership. It is. Of we all suffer thing. from this. It's called post-irony. You know, it's just like saying bro. And at first you do it ironically and then eventually it's in earnest. I once said like was at work. This is many years ago. It was at work um, and like something exciting happened. And I was like, yes, this is tits. And I was like, what the fuck just came out of my mouth? (laughs) And one of my friends was like, who are you? (laughs) Like we're sitting in the office and I'm like fully on the we're both on the floor. We've abandoned seats and sitting on the floor crying because I had a meltdown where I was like, what's going on? <laughs> like, did that come out of my mouth? That's wildly inappropriate as the HR person going, this is tits. Oh, my God. I You're fucking right. love this. And then we're like, who just came in here? I'm like, I don't know. A spirit entered my body and it left. And it is, you know, now doing a keg stand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least that's like a little like just serious i don't know serious level like exhaustion delusion where you're just like what just came out of my mouth who the fuck am i like that's different i'm all for that because that's just like personality quirk i i miss the time where you know people actually had quirks now it's just i have an offbeat cringe thing and you're like oh that's not fun this is what i'm i'm trying to you know find the slivers of difference between these things do you get what i'm saying this is my kind of like yeah, where I mean, are we now? Where people are not quirky, just like terribly boring with a fandom. Like you know, I'm not articulating this well. Well, no, I think no, I, I'm with you. I I just think that maybe it's going to take a little bit, little bit of time post pandemic because you need to have life experiences to have any idiosyncrasy to your personality, you know. And there just hasn't oh. really been much of that, right? I mean, it's something we've yeah. talked about ad nauseum, but I think it's going to take some time again before you can have interesting stories to tell or like uh, interesting media properties or whatever it is um, come back into the fold. Because oh. everybody's just been sitting around. I think everybody's just got a middle brow sensibility right now because of this stasis we were describing earlier. Like, it's a literal thing, too. I think it has a lot to do with huh. just being in a really transitional historical moment, you know? Like our 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 old systems are clearly dead or dying, and have yet to be replaced. Yeah, it's kind of like a, I mean, to use a local example, it's like driving around in a 2005 Corolla in 2021. It runs. Yeah, but everything about it is terrible. Well, it's a- aesthetically displeasing. Yes. But it does it. It does its job, and it does it well. So you can't kill it. But you kind of want to. But you're also like, mm, I don't know. But do we have to yet? I don't know. I. Mm. Well, right. And don't forget that up until like late January of this year, everybody had been driving their own Lamborghini at 300 miles an hour and crashed it. And now we're back to the Corolla. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there's there was something about there was something about Donald Trump and his presence on the stage that really got everybody into high gear about whatever they were about. 
you know, on any side of any particular issue, everyone was in overdrive, right? And then, you know what? I said they crashed it, but we didn't really crash it. Maybe that's what the Capitol riot was. I don't know. But we didn't crash anything. We just kind of parked it and got in the Corolla and we're like, okay, I guess we're doing this again. And now everybody's bored going 45 on the freeway. I've never, first of all, (laughs) thank you. Only once I was very stoned and it was very bad and I didn't know what lane I was in. But I was in the right lane. Mm -hmm. I believe you. Because I had to go 45. (laughs) But are you with me though? Do you get what I'm saying? I feel like we all had our engines revved up and now the pandemic revved them down so aggressively. Back to zero. And then we got back into a Civic or whatever. This is like you're at like a bar at... You're at a bar in like the east village and there's a bro who's like clearly on cocaine and like ready to fight another guy you want to go you want to go and then someone like slips him like a little bit of k instead of cocaine and then he's real calm now so they let him back in yeah 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 you know you just gotta you know everyone's on their downer um but like i don't know i i wonder like what kind of waking you know it's a culture k-hole where you're just like you guys good like we're not what are we doing um and i yeah i just kind of wonder what this looks like because it's just kind of messy it's like again anyone who was in their little hidey hole like just nesting is now like creeping out and going like people and i'm like oh you need to not you need to figure out how to talk to people before you come for me with that no 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 did that uh-uh. Well, well, that's the thing, man, is it takes actual practice, and I think that's what everybody's going through right now, you know? It's a little bit awkward to, like, do anything or have an opinion or, you know? But there are people who, like, once they, they're like, I got my two shots out the gate, let's go back to burning the candle at both ends. I'm like, you need to not either. That expectation no one wants, just so you know, we don't want that. Anyone who was doing this for a while, living in the world. So I know you're like revving to get back to brunch, but like we're not serving it. Just so you know. Well, you know, I don't know. I think that I think it's the difference between extroverts and introverts on some level. The extroverts just, you know, they're ready to get back in the Lambo, but they're stuck in the Corolla with everyone else. Well, they need to just get the Honda, you know, like or like what's a get the Beamer. Take the Beamer out. It's a lovely leisure vehicle. You don't mm-hmm. need to go fucking like everyone's like, oh no 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 taking out the beamer all right yeah put the windows down yeah we're we're fine with that leisurely go 72 in a 65 we're fine with that but if you want to fucking okay so i sorry this is a sidebar i saw a car yesterday on the freeway that it was three wheels and gold two in the front one in the back i was like holy shit it's gay batman (laughs) in queens what the fuck is going on here on this day and I didn't know where or how or why, but I it, I thought I was hallucinating fully. I was like, oh, this is how I die? Seeing gay Batman? And then I careen <laughs> off of... Then I Thelma and Louise off onto fucking Woodhaven Boulevard. This is my life. Mm. Okay. I, I submit. Did you get a glimpse of who was actually in the car? Like, you know, what was, what was their profile? What was their... No, because it had the full Batman hood of like a single seater. Oh, it did. Okay. How could I... Who... No, it had a hood. <laughs> it had a capsule, not even not even a, a hood, a capsule where some I don't like I was like how do you even get in that? I can't have doors. It is that I can't have suicide doors. It's got a bubble. How the fuck mm-hmm. do you get in there? 
Does the glass hatch pop up like it's a fucking airplane? Yeah, I would imagine that it does, yeah. So they can't be street legal, right? No, I think they are, the the three-wheel things. Four-wheelers aren't. You think you're going to have three and the, the tricycle of cars is okay? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know enough about these type of laws. Things is that being a new street legal. Position, sexual position, reverse tricycle? Ooh, what would that be? Like if you like have a broken ankle and you have the little scooter and but you're still trying to get it in. <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> is that hack? I don't know. Anyway, speed. Speed of reentry. Yeah. See yeah. see it flows. <laughs> reentry speed. Um yeah, I I don't I who wants the Lambo? Let it let it put you know, let's put that under the tarp, put it in the garage. Let's get there. We're not there yet. Anyone who's like Lambo, I'm like, ooh, baby, baby, baby. No. Yeah, no, I know. I, you know, I think we've talked about this enough, but like, I also think that you are going through a, a period, as as a lot of us are, of judging the youth too much. You got to let the youth be in the Lambo, man. Because I think no, that's these really are what people we're older about than I am. Oh, okay. Like, Never mind. I'm ready, and I'm like, I feel like because it's people who are like, ooh, I'm approaching like the middle of my life. I have to get the speed back up because I lost a year. Because we're, you know, the the window of opportunity is closing, and I'm like. It's still there. You just life takes a lot of different routes. Like you really like your time will come when your time will come. You don't need to force it mm-hmm. without lube, and don't spit either. You know, oh, like that woo woo, but terrible. Yeah, like I, I, I don't think like regaining time is a thing. That's a, a fruitless thing, right? Like that's what a lot of literature about is like: how do you live forever? How do you regain? You know. Proust, fuck off. Eat a cookie. You don't have to think about it that hard. Yeah, right. I mean, where are you going with this exactly, though? I'm, I'm curious about this idea. I, obviously, you can't, you can't regain the year we all lost. I think the main, well, let me. Uh, I think treating it as lost time or anything as lost time is a. How how do I want to say this? The idea of treating like even like think about like a gap year or think about any sort of time where you're like, Oh, I don't know what I was doing. Like if you treat that as lost time where you're just like, Oh, I'm a failure because of any sort of bracketed time that either you were spiraling, you didn't know what was going on. you made some mistakes. You, you know, went into finance, whatever. If you treat that as lost and you, something to regain to like, you're regretful about it. Like you didn't learn the lesson of how, learning and growing works which is which is like yeah failure is not that i'm like pro failure but like if you fail you you should if you come out of the other side whether that's you know any sort of like you know you know think about like addiction programs and stuff like that like sure you know when you're at the when you hit the rock bottom if you treat getting to rock bottom and whether that means in this case in terms of like career or aspiration or whatever like life goal that you have like you know obviously i don't want to say that people's like full stall is like rock bottom but it is it's low but if you dismiss the journey as like i was just a fuck up it's like well okay but like how were you thinking in that process of falling down that you can get yourself up from like treating it as loss means that it, you're writing it off. It doesn't matter. That's just in the past. It's like, no, you made choices that got you to the downtime. Granted, a lot of people think like, oh, I didn't have a choice. Like 
and it is true like a lot of opportunities were taken away from people in the past year but like what do you do with the the time like i don't think in losing a year losing a year in scare quotes i don't think of it that way it's like what did i gain and right right you know like that's what i that's what i mean in terms of this idea of treating it as loss is a futile effort like people are like oh no i lost a year i gotta regain i gotta get faster to get back i gotta hit plus 15 on the podcast to get ahead of to get caught up with my life it's like should you or have the brackets moved if you haven't moved the brackets you haven't really thought that hard about what you want in the in the world for yourself in the world yeah 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 and if you hadn't taken if you didn't use the time to think about that because you just were longing for something that probably doesn't exist now right to change what you want to long for or strive for you you're going to have so much disappointment down the road that like i i can't i can't deal with you because you're going to hold other people to like why aren't you like this it's like read the room motherfucker like what are you doing yeah is this yeah. too judgy or too woo like i don't know uh no i think it, i think it makes a lot of sense the thing that is interesting about it, it relative to covid is just that we've never experienced that on such a wide scale before yeah. Nobody like, nobody on the planet now, you know. Yeah. And I think part of the problem is like this is where the like demons of of capital come to roost where it's like people are like no, I wanted to achieve x amount because I wanted x amount of comfort or whatever. Like now that was that was stalled. I want this. I want more 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 more. It's like again, baby, slow it on down. Like your more might have to shift. Right, right. Well, what is so disturbing about this, quote, stasis that we were talking about earlier is that it's not really static, that all of the same incentive structures that were there before COVID, uh, before the financial crisis, uh, before 9-11 are all still there, you know? So, like, it it seems like... Yeah, but that's like winning the lottery or playing the lottery. You're like, yeah, of course you could win Powerball. That hasn't changed in 15 fucking years. You could get 26 mil. You gonna? Well, it's different than it's different than that though, because it's not all about luck, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, it makes sense to me that people would have a lot of anxiety about a world where all the old standards are still in place and you're still expected to measure up to them. Yet, um, so clearly, something in the air is different. That's why it's hard to talk about. I think because the and why it might feel to you like you're describing something very woo is because the shift, the brackets that you were talking about are psychic ones. And they are like largely just a matter of your own internal priorities and monologue and like figuring your own shit out. Yet the world is still moving as if nothing ever happened. Or yeah, that's the what greater, it, But that greater world capital hasn't spent any time rethinking its own priorities. No. I mean, but that's what feels so doomed and so desperate about the about the moment is that you're in a in a world where the demons are just out there having a party and have been the whole time and you're trying to catch up to them because, you know, in a world that's like constantly prioritized towards growth, you have no choice but to become a demon, but to become somebody in the Lambo or you're going to be destitute or you're going to be backed up over by the Lambo. Yes, right. Is the is is the guillotine of like 
the true guillotine of capital of like the so i well i think that's where we get into people having a lot of regret or worrying about lost time because if you were not in a position to weather the pandemic and the circumstances really of the last decade or 15 years um and you're still not in that position where you're comfortable no matter what happens you're scared so i think the ju- the judgment that sometimes i feel from you when we talk about these things is that maybe that's something to be aware of is that the extroverted people the people that are running at 200 miles an hour the ones that uh experience regret or want to go back or are moving too fast it's because they're afraid and that's not really their fault you know no no but having a certain level of fear bellies a certain level of inexperience in life you know do you get where i'm trying to go with this where it's like if you have fear that something is going to go awry then it seems like maybe nothing has gone awry thus far in such in a major way that like you know the entire world has to go through the same kind of oopsie you know in order for you to have a slip up so you've been on this track of doing the right thing doing the right thing doing the right thing doing the right thing like some of us did the right thing and then you know fucked off of that at at some point just going like i did the wrong thing How, how do you deal with it and have been forced to because everyone else was doing the right thing and doing the right thing. So like the fear already been done did. Right. But again, that that's life experience. Like again, like if you're just fearful now, like, like, yeah, everyone was psychically fearful. Like Are we all going to die. What's going on? We got zombies. What's, what are we doing? Like, and then it's just like, Oh, just put a piece of fucking fabric over your face. Okay. You know, no one's going to eat my arm off. Which, honestly, I could... That's 15 <laughs> pounds. I could lose that. You could feed a few um, children take, that Take way. lefty. Um, I don't use righty. Or I don't use lefty. Fine. Um, but, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, this is why, like, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to be so generous with fearful people. Because it's like, yeah, you're gonna have to take the training wheels off. You gotta fall down. If you didn't eat shit at some point in your life you should probably eat shit now if you're like 36 and fucking sprinting the entire race yeah i think i think some of the people that uh some of the people that you might be referring to that are you know this hypothetical 36 year old that's never really fallen down before and is now scared because of the pandemic or whatever and re-entering society is a difficult prospect for them um I think that those people never really have anything at stake because they have a place to sleep no matter what, or they have a place to go back to no matter what. So while their fears are kind of minor, all things considered, they're just as vital and real to them as somebody who has nowhere to go. You know, in in absolute, yeah, in absolute terms, they're incredibly privileged and there's really nothing to worry about. But having that realization can actually be harder under those circumstances, you know? When you're always going to have a bed to sleep in, becoming self-aware is actually more difficult on some level. I think that's why oh, Americans... I, I will not are... unpack my small violin for that one, though. No, I know, I'm but small. I think that's... I, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to, necessarily. It'll but... be a medium-sized violin. Well, sure, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you want to say. Um, I'm like, okay, fine. Um, 
But we're experiencing oh, well. this as a collective problem, right? And I think that's yeah. why uh, Americans are so fucked up is because that m- most Americans are super alienated because they're, there's nothing really at stake. Most Americans are going to be fine. But that makes yeah. things super difficult to, to, to reckon with because the rubber's never going to meet the road for them. You know, I feel this way personally. Yeah. Like, I feel at a, at a low moment in my life where I feel like I made a lot of bad decisions and I really fucked up, but... You got somewhere to sleep? But yeah, but yeah, I'm go- but I'm going to be fine, and it's really hard to try and play your tiny violin for people when that's all you know how to do because they're not willing to listen. But if nobody's willing to listen, then you have no way to reflect your experience off anything else and learn from it, you know? Yeah. I think it, part, of the, part of the woo has to be... Um, a radical acceptance of everybody's problems, even if they don't seem big to you. Fair. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, because, you know, in, in this moment of, you know, whatever in the world, of middling reopening, where I'm like, ugh, wow, everything's over, and it's just, like, a wet fart. Cool. Great. Uh, like, I think about the idea, like, when Ulrika was like, I think that, like, no one knows how much trauma they're going to have to actually deal with. There are people who are, as someone who's really good at, you know, what's it called? Repressing? Yeah. Yes. As someone who's really good at that, I'm just kind of looking around and be like, ooh, repressed motherfuckers abound. Oh, pushing it down. Hey. Like, it's just kind of like, but like, you have to be good at it. A lot of people are not good at being repressed. A lot of people handle repression very badly. <laughs> well, I shouldn't I think, be laughing, but it's true. Yeah, well, I I think you might mean a different thing because I think you were repressed for a long time, but you're not repressed anymore. You uh, took a lot of time to come up with a methodology for making that repression work as a personality. And so by well, you, definition, again, you don't hold it. a lot down anymore. It. Learning from it. That's what I mean by the methodology. Like you you did spend a lot of time one way or another, whether it was just like totally happenstance or totally intentional, probably a combination of both. You figured out how to make it work for you and you became a whole person out of it. But I think you're taking for granted that that's possible for most people. Like I think I'm a little bit more pessimistic than that. Like I, I don't I don't think that most people ever really learn anything. And I would include I would include myself in that in that category. Like life seems a lot more like a roller coaster that's gone off the track and you're like looking for the track but it's like, "Hey dude, you flew off it. Like it's never coming back. You got to figure out how to like fall gracefully now." That's a different problem. That's also living under the delusion that there's a track, which is kind of what, where I'm coming at it, where it's like anyone who's like, I'm on the track. I'm like, baby, the track is an imagination. You've imagined the track. You've believed in the track. The track was never there. The personal track might be illusory. I would grant you that maybe. I think even career tracks and things like that. And, you know, I, I do think that like, you know, like there are tracks that we think of in terms of. Uh, you know, accepted tracks, but it's like, uh, there's many ways, you know, there's many ways to get there. Like the tracks might be a little more palatable for people because they're more known, but it's, again, it's, you don't have to use those tracks that people have handed down to you. Like, this is the track. This is the only way it's like, it's not the only way there's evidence throughout 
all sorts of different categories of, you know, however, however, whatever station you want to get to. There's many ways to get there. You don't have to use the one track that everyone who you believed was acting in your best interest was describing to you. At some point you had to go, is it? I don't know. You'll get there eventually. But I think you would have to grant that there are large and small scale tracks. I would think, I would say that everything that you were describing are small to medium sized tracks. I would agree with you that in an individual life, you don't really have to and probably should not subscribe to any small scale pathway that you've been presented with, small or medium scale. But on a large scale, the pathways are there, like quite literally. The highway hasn't changed since the 50s. It's and there. Thank you... God, because the, that construction takes so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? Sorry. But had to, you, had you to know. do this the hacky <laughs> joke. Continue. But you agree not to drive over the lines. It's there. The monetary system is there. The political system oh, is yeah, there. The, those these, big tra- Yeah, of course I'm things... not going to fucking live in the woods on off off grid and fucking like turn my piss into water. It's not fucking water world up in this bitch. No. Right. Not yet. Well, nobody is, and nobody can, but I think that that's really frustrating for a lot of people because those large-scale tracks so clearly don't serve the interests of the small-scale ones for a lot of people anymore. Well, those big tracks don't serve the arrival of a subject. No, they don't. You can't exercise your individuality when your large-scale societal-level tracks aren't functioning. Yeah. There's always... You know, there's always at least five cap, you know, five captives on the ground and also like a pile of like steel in your way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, and and I'm not, and I'm not like, and I'm not trying to, and I'm not trying to say that like nobody has any personal responsibility or whatever, but I do think it accounts for like the wide divergence in people's different sense of what is going on. Continue away. I'm waving the hand for the listener at home because I was chewing a hangnail. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know. I think, I, I think I just said what I meant, Mm. you know? I mean like, yeah, like there's a lot of like large scale safeties in check of like, you want to do what? No, 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 no. We have a, we have an emergency break for that. No, no. Whether that's, uh, and, in the current world, the emergency brake on fully veering left off of the large, you know, track is debt, right? Yeah, right. At this point, it's pretty much debt and, like, the threat of any sort of poverty, whatever that is. But, you know, debt is kind of like this just, like, legalistic uh, threat of poverty. But you're like, oh, it takes too long. You don't have lawyer. You don't want to pay for lawyers. No one does. Um, but the whole idea, like, socially... The large um, third, you know, the large bumpers for bowling, the large bumpers in in a social world is, again, falling out of like f- falling out of taste or having having an actual opinion or something like I, I, I wonder what because I think about this a lot as someone who's like really into being a hermit, you know, like, you know, like. I wonder, like, if if you don't show up on the occasions that you show up with a with a good opinion, with a well, you know, or like, if you can't be witty and have the banter, like, no one, what are you? You're just like again the middling, like 
neurotic going like did you see the episode of the nanny and you're like no who fucking cares like you are irrelevant like irrelevancy social irrelevancy is the last bumper of like staying on the course of whatever yeah there's an old adage that goes like dumb people talk about people average people talk about things and intelligent people talk about ideas you can be all three i definitely think you can be all three but i was trying but i was just throwing that out there to try to follow your logic that I think a lot of people end up talking about the nanny because they fall somewhere between the first and middle category. Yeah. But you'd never want to fall, like, you can, well, like, falling in the first category is, like, when you, like, go home and have, like, a fucking, like, conversation with your, like, Republican uncle who, like, maybe has several guns, and you're like, don't want to piss him off. Well, no, no. I mean, I think think already by the... I don't know. I don't want to take you too far away from where you were trying to go. But I, I think already when you're talking to somebody like that, your points of view are so different that you're already in the realm of things at least and probably ideas, even if it's in a very obtuse and like combative way. Um, oh, it's with a veil. You're doing something there that's more interesting than what is meant by dumb people talk about people. What, I th- what I've always understood that to mean is just gossip. Oh, yeah. Gossip is fucking stupid. So... Actual dumb people are people that we are not friends with. Like, if you're just in the realm of basically talking shit all the time, you know, you must know people like this that are completely self-absorbed. Usually they're projecting about themselves, but they're mostly complaining about someone else in particular. My problems are not mine. People cause me problems. And you're like, what? Look inward, motherfucker. What are you talking about? No, I have this at, at work all the time, and I'm like, What? There's, and there's I just no have to, to listen and go, uh-huh, seems like a non-you, it seems like a you problem. There is nothing that, to That do. is that, where it's like, that's right. a you problem, not an other people problem. The realm of things is w- where I would say that I would I would comfortably lie. I think you would comfortably lie there as well. We do a lot on this podcast of talking about things. We gesture I love towards things. I know. So do I. Ideas are fun, but oh, if I only had, if I only thought about ideas, how fucking exhausting! And what an asshole I'd be. Well, I would love to be a person that talked only about ideas, and I think that I do try to do that, but I am too dumb. So I think what ends up happening, like on our show, a lot is that we talk about ideas through things. That's why there's this constant analogizing to Lambos and tracks and all of these things. Dear listener, if you're not listening between the lines, you're probably missing most of the show. Well, Which this, I think actually happens. Well, this is the thing. Like, as as hardcore materialists, yeah. we can get to ideas, but it has to be towards either analogy or metaphor. Like, that's why we make paintings because we don't know how to do. Like, what am I gonna fucking dematerialize some bullshit? No, fuck you. That's mm-hmm. just something to sell tickets. I don't give a fuck. We've that idea at this point is so corrupted by the idea of the experiential is something to sell that I'm not interested ideas. They've, or things have been commodified already. Like give me the, give me the dings. Um, I'll pay too much. Fine. But that's, that's the kind of way that the world that I grew up in or under how I understand is through things. And then, then we can get into the ideas of, of how everything works because I need a, for example of, because I don't have a for example of fucking like, for example, Jean-Luc Nancy says this, I'm not a fucking, wa- I'm not that asshole. My head is not so far up my ass that I have a bibliography. 
Well, the thing no. is that the thing is that you do, but it's in trash culture. Like references to particular Mad Men scenes will make a lot of sense to you and I. You know, like I think that's one of the yeah. things in our in our common lexicon that we use kind of a lot. Is like if if I say like uh, I don't think about you at all, baby elevator. I know. Yeah, who, yeah you know course. exactly know what scene, feeling. and you know exactly the feeling of that sentiment. Yeah, but I think even like at oh here. This is where it gets fun. I think talking... So the middle ground of talking about things and ideas is talking about feelings. It's a very slight little bump up from things. Because a lot of people locate their feelings about things, whether that's events or objects. And that's where you get this idea of like the goopification of it all. And you're like, I don't need to hear about the crystals in your vagina. Thank you so much. Calm it down. Well, I think that's where the whole woo industry really takes advantage of that category. The woo industrial complex is really just snake oil peddling for feelings. Title of ep. <laughs> woo industrial <laughs> complex. Keep going. Keep going. But yeah, right? Like Because there is this space between things and ideas that, that art occupies, actually. Yes. Because it's, yes. It's, it's, right where, it's right where aesthetics belongs. Between the signifier and the sign, basically. Keep going. I'll think about it. Uh, uh, um, I don't know if I agree, but keep going. Well, but th- but that that space is where you elicit the indescribable, intuitive thing called a feeling. Because we're not talking about feelings yeah. in the sense of emotions. That's different. Yeah. And I think where people get mixed up is that they conflate feelings and emotions sometimes. You can have a feeling about something without being emotional about something. And where that's the very woo- man, not well, gonna lie, that's a very man thing to say. I I understand this because I am that person. I mean, I'll own that if it's gendered. It is. I don't know. It's what, a little. I, like I, I don't. Eh, that just might just be being cunts. But okay, continue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it 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 could be overdetermined or like too analytical or whatever. But I do think that that's true. Is that you can you can have a feeling when you see a painting that doesn't make you cry or doesn't make you angry or doesn't make you happy, but does make you feel. I think what we're really talking about is intuition. I think that's. Only I want to call it poetics. Uh, like poetics. I think, like what we're describing Fine. is the next Bunny Hill jump of poetics, where like it's not about the object. The object makes you feel away, but then when you have actually a, something emotional happen, that becomes a poetics of the object. Feeling something about an object is kind of a little more like I love it. You're like mm, you you like it. You don't. You don't love this inanimate object. When you feel, that's when we get into poetics. Sure, okay, yeah. You know, you get into this other thing of like, I can't describe it, but I am stirred. Yeah, stirred. Which, again, like, I'm going to use Rothko because it's easy. A Rothko doesn't do that kind of thingness. It doesn't veer towards talking about thingness. It gets to the idea of... It leans, you know, on the barometer, the little is a little more towards feeling, but then that gets towards idea. Because, like, how are you thinking while you're experiencing? Right, right. Like, where does it put you in a mind space? If you're just seeing dollars, you're an asshole. You are that middling douchebag. But if you're, you know, well, and if also you're almost if, on if, the edge of tears, like also maybe you're kind of feeling too much. Like again, that that's the danger of the poetics where you're like, oh, you emotional motherfucker. Why are you crying at a painting? Well, Calm I think down. it's I think it's okay if poetics eventually make you emotional. Do emotions lead to ideas? Is that a thing or no? Is the rational 
related to the I think that or I is think the this, logical related to the rational and in, in that kind of sphere? I think the logical is related related to the rational. In the way that I originally meant it with the uh talking about people versus things versus ideas, I think the way that that is meant in that expression is purely analytical. I think the space of ideas is not very emotional. I don't think that you and I have to d- ascribe subscribe to that or anything. It's a for, again for a for example of like you yeah. give me the brackets, let me play. Right. You've you've laid out a sandbox like, you know, I will I think, play I think in that, any sandbox that anyone gives me because again, maybe this is like a I don't know. Oddly we're talking about like modes of thought, but like for me, like when someone lays out a sandbox, it is kind of interesting to play in that for a little bit. Like, even if I don't like only if I agree to certain terms, if someone proposes a sandbox that I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't want to play in it. And then I critique it. Right. Or I'm critical of it. I, critique is fuck that word. I, I will be critical of it and I won't engage and then be snarky yeah. about it. Cause I'm like, and I'm an asshole. Like then I talk about, Again, I won't talk about the people. I'll talk about the thing of like, oh, this fucking idea. But like, once we have the sandbox, we're kind of in that middle part between talking about things and talking about ideas. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we, yeah. What we're doing right now is talking about the sandbox, which is the construct proposed, which is ideas. And yeah, how to right. think about how to think. Right. Or how to process. I don't even think it's about thinking. But I, do, I do think it's about how to process information, which is... You can call it thinking. I don't. Well, yeah, which I don't which I think is a very artistic impulse. Yeah, being more concerned with the procedural layer rather than the conclusive layer. Yes, we like the we love to pick apart the method. We love the process, don't we, folks? We love it. <sighs> I, it, I I use this phrase a lot, and I don't I, I don't know how this is probably not good, but you know, like. When something's terrible or like a mode is terrible, I just go like, "Can we just old yeller this?" Yeah, you do use that quite often. I, I know it's bad. Like you're just basically saying like that idea is stupid and we have to kill it. It's the nicest way possible to let someone know like that's incredibly dumb. We have to take it out back back and shoot it. The uh, polite intellectual way to say it is we're going to table this conversation. No, that's no, 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 no. That's PMC. That's saving talk. it. Oh, that is, but that's also means something different. That means we're gonna save it for later, and politely mm. ignore it for now. But what you're saying is we are definitively cutting this off. The definitive. You're saying it I don't want to like, talk about this anymore. Yeah, it's that is mostly just like, yeah, we're not gonna do that. Um, yeah, I mean the circle back is the softer version, but the table it means we're not going to talk about about it now. But the subtext of that is we're not talking about it fucking ever, you goddamn goon. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, you dumbass. That's old yellering in PMC. Mine is just a little more fun. Yeah, it is fun. Well, and again, it's by example. It's through things. People understand things, though. This is the part. I'm going to get on a high horse. People understand things. So when you're doing, when you're having talking points where you're trying to get them into a higher level, excuse me, higher level idea sphere, you use things in order to relay the end game of what you want, which is thinking about it, like zooming out in terms of whatever 
you're talking about, right? So you use all of these metaphors, and I'm use, doing it right now in terms of camera ideas. Like you're using thingness to get above in order to relay information. Yeah. I do this all the time. It's insane. And I, I, I usually tell people like, you're going to think I'm crazy, but like, do you understand through this metaphor that I'm trying to relay why this is important? And they're like, yeah, I get it. I'm like, cause otherwise I'm like, it's because at the end of the day, we're still talking about the thingness of at the end of the day, what expectations are. And we, you, this is what teaching is. We're talking about in metaphorical terms in terms of how something may work in the, the whatever, like, but this thing has to do this thing because the thing has to do the thing. God, that's so stupid. But well, what you're saying is you're you're concretizing concepts. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, or again, rather, there's you're, no rather poetics you're, in it. Rather it's you're grounding them. Be- rather you're grounding them. If you were concretizing yes. them, you would use the English language in a way that wasn't dense with metaphor, uh, that was direct and precise in its. Um, denotation but rather than do that to make it more uh widely understandable and effective you do it through metaphor so you ground things through example so it can be felt rather than heard yes which you know i'm talking completely out of my ass right now because i don't know that much about neuroscience but i guarantee you you're at a more like base level of the brain at that point yeah when you can get people to understand things through their feelings rather than through their intellect, you know, you're hitting them in, in their limbic system rather than in their front consciousness. But so that's where poetics is, yes. Well, that's where a lot of things are, but that's why they'll never forget it. Yeah. Well, because, again, in, like, corporate structures, you want things that are data-based versus relying on the feel like it felt like you didn't do a good job it's like what's there's nothing to back that up it's just i i felt that and i'm an authority like no one wants to use authority and rightly so like it's authority by whom why did you assume that and to have these data conc- you know manifestations concretized manifestations it leaves you out of that idea of like well you or leaves you out of that sphere of you guys were just talking about ideas of how how the feeling of something was. It's like, yeah, that's not that that's right. That's not something I can hold anyone accountable for. So to me- to use metaphor to make it un- understandable, that's a little bit more accountable than like. I don't think again. I'm like I'm, I just you. This was also a thing in the early aughts to throw it back. Um, I just don't feel like you're a good fit. It's like, who the fuck are you? You don't get to decide that. No one has the God complex, or eh, people have the God complex, but no one has that, like, thing to state that because it's based in nothing. It's just opinion. And opinion is the realm of assholes. Well, on the other hand, though, we've also learned that you can have all the data that you want and aggregate that as much as you want, and it teaches you very little. Oh, that at, that at the end of the day, someone what it teaches me is that I want to see Andrew WK without a shirt. But <laughs> okay, they weren't wrong. They were not wrong. It was satisfying. I feel like the algorithm works on you uniquely. 
I feel like it comes up. I submit to the algorithm. I say, wash over me. (laughs) I will buy your shorts and give me. You've been baptized by Bezos. Yeah. What? You've been baptized by Bezos. Ew. That's gross. What were you going to say before I made the. Uh, Well, I was (laughs) I was laughing because I feel like that's kind of a good place to stop. We're a bit over time. Oh. We can keep talking about this. Jesus. I'm getting uh, a you're, business you're, paper. Yeah, I think we should end the normal episode. We can pick up the same conversation on the after show, but... Okay. Yeah. Uh, I uh, No, I just... I was, gotta... just look, I was just looking for an out, because anytime we, oh. hit, anytime we hit an hour 10, I start to think about editing the episode, and I go, oh, God. How was editing the last one based on my recording skills? Because I was very nervous, because there was a lot of uh, extra audio that I was unhappy with because i went oh shit i fucked up um let's turn off the record oh no i I want the public i want this on the free feed oh i I would i i relish in feedback i'm lacking a lot of feedback so like you know um you need to just learn how to do the levels when you're recording with a guest for whatever reason when you use this mic the usb mic your levels are fine and they come in just fine the the reason that you were hearing additional audio is that you have the gain turned up on both of your mics so high that it picks up the other person it picks up everything in the room so oh you need to be huh. you need to learn how to turn the gain down on the guest mic and your mic when you're recording it's your like waveforms reverse... come in massive oh yeah i mean yeah they were they were loading up slowly so listener like you've made it this far and you know we we get the like you know how the sausage gets made at the end just to make it really boring at the end <laughs> um by the way next episode is 100 yeah no i know I what know. are we gonna do i don't know i don't think we should do anything what so boring. All right, fine. I'm making tote bags. Tote bags. I'm just gonna give them out. Go ahead. That's fine. You should I give think them to. Fun. You should make a small addition and give them to our most prized listeners. All five of them. Wow. Yeah. There you go. I think it would just be funny to have people like show up at Marco's with a Green Lewis bag. That's the ultimate status icon. You know, like I just want people to be like, ugh. Be like, what? What's that? Is that a new shop? Yeah, we sell nothing. Yeah, see, people will ask about it. You'll grow the listenership. Oh, God. Everything is about retention, retention, retention. How dare how dare the world? All right, let's end this episode. Yeah, end before it. Before I get, a, get on that one. All right, bye. Bye.